This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Guess what's in store? Life After Lemons. The podcast with Paul Cook. This is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you ever stop listening to The Paul Cook Show, Life After Lemons, I am coming for you. Academy Award right here. (laughs) For the past 20 years, I've been fascinated with discovering ways for people to overcome obstacles. Then my wife and I both were diagnosed with different advanced cases of cancer here in our 40s. Life After Lemons. So I cannot wait to work together with you and my compelling guests to seek and share examples of rare victory right here on this podcast every time you click on a new episode life after lemons the podcast with paul cook <laughs> i think so about that welcome thank you very much lance hildebrand he will be with us a little bit later the mission is compelling and fun that's what i want to bring through this new podcast and hopefully make you press the button to go back 15 seconds rather than forward i want you to enjoy it but i will also allow the rock to use intimidation today's a special special one from my heart when i was in the grips of chemotherapy cancer victimhood sitting at home all of a sudden someone sent me a personal message from our guest today, John O'Leary, the man on fire, burnt over 100% of his body in a fire when he was nine years old. He has the most incredible story and is the most inspiring guy packed with just so many wonderful things to put in your life. Mine too. But while I was sick, sitting on the pity pot, I didn't know him. All I knew was this really sucks. Why me? And unbeknownst to me, he was speaking here about his book and to a large group. One of my friends, Jamie Springer, said, hey, can you send a video message to my friend at home who has cancer? This guy doesn't know me. Sure. Turn on the camera. Here it is. Paul, hi, my name is John O'Leary, and I would doubt that you know me, but I know you. I, I hear you. I know your story. And here down at KMOX, Y98, and also 102.5, I had the great fortune of presenting today for the luncheon. When I was a nine-year-old boy, I got burned on 100% of my body, and the vast majority of those burns were third degree. I was given a death sentence. So with 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 burns, when they take the percentage of your body burned, they add your age, and that's how likely it is you'll die. So for me, 109% likelihood of dying. Wow. 
And yet here we are, you and me, hanging out 30 years later on this little iPhone. What, what I learned looking back on it is because of that fire, because of those burns, because of these scars, I am such a more compassionate guy, more empathetic, more enlivened and emboldened in life. I don't take the little stuff too seriously anymore. And stopping the video for a second, he's holding up his two hands, which are affected with, with fingers gone and very many scars. I'm grateful for every moment, every relationship, every day. And it's my understanding that what I learned after being burned is what you do every single day of your life, even before you had cancer. That you are an extraordinarily optimistic guy, a very generous guy, a very loving man, and a lot of fun to be with. So, man, I can't even imagine how refined and how remarkable you're going to become as you grow through this thing, as you grow through this thing, as you touch more lives after you come fully out of it. You will remain in my thoughts and my prayers. And uh, I, I know, man, that you are going to not only beat this thing, but you're going to teach the rest of us not only how not to die, but how to really live, which is what we're longing for. So I want to thank you again for your spirit for your fight, for you putting up with me talking at you for two minutes right now and let you know that not only am I praying for you, but if I can ever do more, reach out. I'm a phone call or a Twitter feed away. So I'm looking forward to seeing you on the other side. God bless. Fight on and stay on fire. Wow. It just brings emotions hearing it again. How could you not recover? And how could you not want to talk to this guy on your first podcast? So my memorable chat with him is coming up and i'm so grateful but this podcast isn't just interviews lance hildebrand my friend and partner on the radio is going to be back with something quite fun that i think you'll enjoy so here we go welcome to life after lemons the John O'Leary. How are you, my friend? Paul, I'm honored to be on with you today, man. I, I look up to you and what you've been through and what you're doing with it today is amazing. So I'm honored to be with you. Can I just yell ditto the whole time then? <laughs> I'll just yell that back at you. Oh my gosh, thank you. Uh, this means a great deal to me to have a conversation with you. And I know if you're listening, it's going to be one of the best things that's happened to you all week. I awesome. believe. I believe. But I know you're not great with compliments, so I'm not going to make you too uncomfortable. No, I want my head to fit back out of this out of the studio, man. So let's keep it keep it shallow. Okay. All right. Well, for people, if there's anyone on earth that doesn't know a bit of your story, give me that kind of backstory. You know, I, part of the backstory is I would have never told anyone any of the story until just about 10 years ago. But I'm a 40 four-year-old guy living here in St. Louis, Missouri. At age nine, I was burned on 100% of my body, mm. expected to die. 87% uh, of those burns, Paul, were third degree, which is the worst you can have. And after being burned, I spent five months in hospital, lost all my fingers amputation, spent a couple years in surgery and therapy, should have died unequivocally. And yet here we are doing this podcast, yes. uh, celebrating life, man. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, and by the way, that was the quickest chat through trauma, uh, the worst trauma ever I've ever heard. And you, you, you really got I, I to figured, it. If you want to go through any more of it in detail, <laughs> I'm open to it. But I wanted to make sure your listeners got a full picture of how unlikely, unlikely it is that you and I are across from each other. Yes, that's a great point. Um, I, I, we were talking about you before because I'm bragging that you're coming. And uh, we're talking to uh, Jody, the secretary, and others. And I said, you know, I was describing you to someone that didn't know you as well. And I said, burned over 100% of his body. And she said, that's not possible. Right. You know, that's not possible. I said, she said, well, you don't live if you have 50 or something, you know, some cocky millennial. Yes. And I said, no, that's the story. What it do you is think the of story that? And 
we've had burn centers in the past when I began speaking, called to see if John wanted to come speak. And when they found out that he was burned on 100% of his body, they're like, well, no, we, we want him to be honest about the story. Then we're like, guys, this it's a miracle story, but it is the honest story. 87% were third degree, 100% total burn. And the way they do the math today is they take the percentage of the body burned. So do the math at home, people. 100% add age. For me, it was nine. And they've got mortality. Back in 1987, for me, it just means there's no real hope. And yet what they did not know is the power of faith and grit and family, community, this remarkable community, community here in St. Louis and around the world that came around this little boy and breathed life back into him. And so I am the recipient of profound love and amazing grace. Hmm. You are, and you've stated so well in your book. Tell us real quickly about that. (laughs) So the book is called On Fire, and it came out in 2016. When I first published the book, the the company in New York that does this had a picture of me on the front of it, kind of arms crossed, Paul, looking very (laughs) handsome and smug. At all I'd accomplished. Mm. And I wrote back and I said, did you guys not get a chance to read the book before you designed the cover? Because... The reality is the book has very little to do with the guy who wrote it. And so when they came back after a couple iterations, the book on fire now has miry, fiery letters. And so when the reader looks at the cover, they don't see a picture of someone else. They actually see a picture of themselves in the letters. Mm. And the idea is that the individuals reading this book will realize that they are called to be the hero. It's not about someone else being a hero that you can look up to. It's actually an invitation to, to join to become part of someone else's miracle and in doing so to find significance and success yourself. It's a, uh, uh, not a how to, but it's definitely an inspiring book. That's not just a, Ooh, that was horrible. Ooh, bad. Oh, really good hero here. Right. Oh, it is. Look here. And I know I've got that throughout when I was reading it, that it was that encouraging. And what a cool thing. We try to do that in radio, not speak out to many people. It was you. It's intimate. Me that's and you, right. and you do that a lot throughout the book. You do grab people that's an art, man. That's hard to do. You know, so years and years ago, I had a friend who was an author say, John, write as if you were writing to one person. And so I wrote, there's seven chapters in that book, and I wrote each one to one individual in my life that I knew needed to read this. Wow. So um, I wrote to a, a father of mine, my dad. I wrote to a brother-in-law. I wrote to a wife. I wrote to a child. I wrote to a friend who I've recently lost oh, to I cancer. E- each chapter was dedicated from me to them. So every word was individually based. I I wanted to write it as if a good friend was speaking to a good friend. And so people who have never met me, Paul, they feel like I was speaking directly to them. And I think it it was the approach to write it as if it was just to one person. Yes. That's the dream continues, man. Just because of that, that and the humility of it. Uh, Here's the thing. I was at home, fourth chemo treatment. (laughs) Totally nauseous. Couldn't be at Wide 98 or, or our intercom building. And we, I did know kind of throughout that this guy, this number one best-selling author is going to be in town to have a chat with us. And I didn't know you were from here or lived here. but And I thought, oh, I'm going to miss that one. Well, that's another bad thing about my life. <laughs> you know, and I just felt so sorry for myself. And all of a sudden I get this video yeah. from Jamie Springer, who doesn't work here anymore, but is an angel. And it was you talking again directly to Paul like you knew me. I mean, I'm not kidding. You. It wasn't like, oh, this is a radio guy. I'm going to have to be radio back or I'm going to be nervous or even I'm going to be above, you mm-hmm. know, because I've been through. It was one on one, man. And it was like it cut through as well. And you said, I believe you will 
be more successful. You will have more significance and, uh, you know, just reach more people because of what has happened to you. And you will have more compassion. I think this podcast is proof that that prediction was accurate. Oh, man. That you're, uh, you know, none of us, Paul, choose the storms. Like only a fool would choose to be beat up by life. Wow. And yet life chooses us for it. And then what we do with that, though, is up to us. And we, we can remain at home, nauseous, angry, and bitter. <laughs> and no one would ever blame you for choosing that. You know, no yeah. one, like you'll get coddled. True. You but could be a victim the whole time. You, you have these examples around us. And I have one across the table for me today mm-hmm. of people who have been through the worst and show back up and show the rest of us that in spite of what we're going through, we can keep going forward. Like it, it doesn't have to define us going forward. Mm. Mm, that's John O'Leary, Paul Cook, Life After Lemons. You know, that's a really good point. I didn't even think I'd be more significant or more compassionate, but you said it and maybe you called it into action, but the stomach ache wasn't quite so bad. And it was like, you know, he's right. I, I have to look at this differently. Mm. And that's one part. The other is how many people have come up to you and, and me and said, how did you do it? I couldn't do it. How could you do it? And, you know, it's funny. Maybe it's like a little fraternity. All of us, we think in our heads, maybe I, I didn't have a choice. And it's kind of what you said. We are picked to do these things. You don't have a choice to make Correct. it. You do have a choice to not be a victim, though. You're right. So I, I learned that from my father, who today has Parkinson's disease, has mm. been straddled with this for 28 years, has lost everything financially professionally can't work, which we take for granted. We complain about around the water cooler, but the reality is what a blessing work is, man. Can't work, can't speak today, Paul. And yet he is the most joyful individual I've ever met. This man just, he chooses joy, which is different than happiness. We can come back and do a podcast on that sometime. Joy and happiness are very different flavors of ice cream. My father is the most joyful guy I've ever met. He is the least victimized guy I've ever met. And in his silence and in his humility, I think he's one of the most successful, significant guys I've ever met. Pe- mm. People long to be with my dad. Mm. He's mm. not a conversationalist. He's not going to buy him the meal, but they <laughs> want to be in his presence. And I, I think that's one wow. of the things adversity can teach us and that we can then ultimately give to those around us. He's got a glow, doesn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. A uh, hard-earned glow. Well, go ahead. Tell us the difference between joy and happiness. <laughs> You know, I, well, I would suggest first that happiness is what the marketplace is selling today. It's a new cell phone package. It's a, it's a so extra true. large soda rather than just a small soda. It's everything that we think will bring us peace and none of it ultimately satisfies. Mm. So it's self, you know, my kids love playing with my cell phone, but when I take it back at the end of the night, they, they whine about it. <laughs> they want to stay up late, but when I put them to bed, they, they kick me all the way to the bedroom. Like, <laughs> So they want joy. They're asking for it. But what they're really stealing just momentarily is happiness, just fleeting happiness. My dad trades in joy, which means regardless of whether the phone has batteries or not, or the ice cream has melted in your hand or not, or whatever else that you dream might happen in your life is happening or not, he's got contentment. He's found real peace. He's got a strong faith life. He's got a lot of love around him. And he knows who he is, whose he is, and ultimately where this thing is going and what it's all about, which is what all all of us, I think, ultimately wish for. Mm-hmm. He's got it. He can't articulate that these days with Parkinson's disease, but he, he wears the glow, like you said. He's got joy. Oh, wow. I'm telling you. And yeah, you just get that from being with him, huh? 
Absolutely. I was with him last night for dinner, man. He's a, he's an amazing guy. Wow. People ask me how I do it or, or who my inspirations are, and I think they're going to believe they're astronauts or movie stars or whoever mm-hmm. the, the big names are. And the reality is my dad is certainly one of my heroes. His wife, my mom, is the other one. <laughs> my wife, my four babies. I spent three years as a chaplain with kids, children centered on the street. Oh, wow. Man, you, you think you're struggling in life, and then you walk in and you hang out with a little kid with a bald head. And you realize what real courage looks like and oh. what real suffering looks like and what real overcoming looks like. And so yeah. I, there are examples everywhere. You mentioned earlier that when you saw the video from John that the stomach ache subsided a little bit. Yes. And I think that's true in life when we take our attention off of ourselves just to, for a moment. Mm-hmm. And we put it on the world. We put it on our kids. We put it on our dog. We put it on a garden patch in our backyard. Anywhere mm. you want to turn your attention away from the stomach pains. All of a sudden the stomach pains themselves subside. Mm. doesn't mean it goes away. doesn't make it all right, but it is amazing how our life gets better when it's not about us. I totally agree. And for me, I, I, we talked about my first book. I say first, kidding. I have one book, Cooked in LA. So it, far. Ten and the other ago. one's coming soon. It's being written right now. <laughs> and uh, I talk about in the book how I could be on the beach, driven there for 20 hours with my girls or with my beautiful wife and be miserable. I could be in a room celebrating me and I was empty, you mm. know, and that's a difficult thing to deal with. That That is another podcast as well. But and maybe all that has happened to me, I really believe, has some significance of which I haven't totally figured out yet. But I am really trying. You can learn so much, though. So I, I think part of the gift of tragedy, if there is one, and I think there are many, but part of the gift of tragedy is it wakes us up from the mundane. Mm. Most of us sleepwalk our way through days and through our lousy marriages or our miserable singleness, or we just kind of get through. And it's odd to me that we, we wish it was Friday. Mm. And then Friday comes and we're like, well, crap, this, this wasn't what I was hoping for either. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's the vacation. I get there. And then we get there and it's not quite there. You were on the beach with your girls, bored. Yeah. So uh, I would encourage all of us, don't wait for cancer, like my friend Paul has had, or mm-hmm. burns like I've had, before you wake up to the profound gift that is your life. Mm. I think maybe if you're listening and you don't know John right now, you might be thinking, wait, that guy's not just an author. He talks for a living, you know, in other ways. And I was really honored to see you speak uh, at a kind of private event and you came out there on fire. Talk about your speaking career and what you do. So let's begin at the beginning. I am an introvert. I'm a hospital (laughs) chaplain. I'm a construction worker by trade. You know, so I'm all these things that would suggest that you're not going to ultimately become a professional speaker in life. And yet uh, I I was called to something different than maybe I would have expected of myself. 13 years ago, Paul, I got a letter in the mail saying, hey, Mr. O'Leary, will you speak to our troop? And our troop was three Girl Scouts in St. Louis County. It was a group of three girls asking me to speak to their third grade class. Wow. Three. And in life, wow. I've learned when you get invited, you go. You just go. And Today. You, really, you just go. So I went. I was so nervous back then. I got sick in the parking lot before I went to speak to those girls. I read the entire speech from the notes in front of me on the on the laptop. Never made eye contact with those little monsters, but that was my first talk. One of their dads was, was a Rotarian. One of the members there was in Kiwanis. So in year one, 13 years ago, I spoke to three groups. <laughs> Not even a not, not even a box of Samoas is payment. 
<laughs> but that was the coming out party. And back then and even today, it wasn't about income. It wasn't about me, ego, whatever. It was about serving. It was about saying yes to the next opportunity in life. And in the 13 years that have passed, I've had the honor of speaking to a couple million people live, wow. 50 states, 19 countries all around the world. We've got a best-selling <laughs> book. We've got the Live Inspired podcast. That's my show. Yes. It goes out to 120 countries once a week. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. All because 13 years ago, a little girl said, will you come? And as important as the invite is, listeners, <laughs> as important is the answer. Wow. Like, yes. Yeah, oh. I'll go. I'm unprepared. I don't deserve this. I don't know what I'll say. I'll say it awkwardly and, and painfully, and I'll look down at my notes the entire time yes. and chop up the, the words, but I'll go. And so for you listening today at home, I, I think when the invitation comes, when intuition speaks, the answer is yes. So you get the your big boy, big girl boots on, you put them on, and you step out the door and you watch what happens next. Wow, I think there's so many, including myself, that weigh the invite you know, for time, is it really going to help right. me? Energy, you know, what am I going to gain? And then, you know, those things you do get asked out to that you do, you say, why was I even pondering it? I feel yeah. so great right now. I can't think of a time when I went and regretted it. Mm. And that's true, whether it's a speaking event, a podcast, a friend's wake, a friend's of a friend's wake. Yes. You just never go and think, ah, oh, that was a waste of 45 minutes, ever. <laughs> I think anytime you say yes to life, life has a way of patting you on the back and giving you a big hug. And I think the reason why the majority of us, that word is on purpose, the majority of us feel isolated and almost half of us feel anxiety and depressed is because our lives currently are about us. Yeah. And I think the more we turn that glance away from my needs, my desires, how many likes can I get on Facebook to what can I do for those around me? So much of that anxiety, so much of that isolation chamber that we live in fades. So uh, I, I learned this from a mutual friend of ours, a guy named Jack Buck. And mm. Jack Buck served me so well in hospital. And for the listeners who don't know the story, you can check it out in the book on fire. It's incredible, though. It's a remarkable story about a remarkable guy Generous. who never told anybody what he was doing for some nine-year-old burnt-up dying kid, but kept doing it anyway. <sighs> it makes me emotional to think about that. This, the most famous guy in St. Louis, maybe Midwest, coming and visiting you every day. Yeah. And Going around the world sharing the story of Jack Buck, we frequently wonder, will baseball transfer to Dubai? Mm. Or does St. Louis Cardinal baseball transfer to the New York Yankees country? And the rea reality is, not only does it transfer, but Jack Buck is known way beyond the 631, really? uh, or whatever it is, area yeah. zip code. He is known all around the country, all around the world. And stories of love uh, cross Wow. boundaries and borders and language barriers. I love to hear that. And that's by a human being, not the game, by a human being, you know, right. uh, transferring generosity to people, you know, that's interesting, Dubai or anywhere else. I, you'd said something about 13 years ago and uh, the girls, and that's very curious for me. I want to know about the John O'Leary 13 years ago, before <laughs> the applause. Right. Do you know what I mean? A generosity had happened. From superstar Jack Buck, but also probably from many, many people in the wake of your fire and tragedy. Have you found you've gotten to be more uh, living in the glow since the speaking, or were you ready to mm. transmit leading up to it? So I'm not years. ready to be on your podcast today, let alone speak tomorrow <laughs> live. Uh, oh, good point. Ready. You yes. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I stumble my way forward in life. 
And I think that's enough. And so I, I don't say that to be humble. I say it just to be really transparent and authentic with you. 13 years ago, I was in construction. I ran my own real estate development company here in St. Louis. I enjoyed my work. I enjoyed my people. I enjoyed my life. I enjoyed, enjoyed the income. I enjoyed the freedom. But I would say to you, my life is far richer these days going around telling people through interviews, stories, podcasts, and speaking that life is far from easy, but it is, it is good. Mm. It is good. And contrary to the headlines of the day, man, it has never been this good mm. ever in the history of the world. And if you, if you want to prove me wrong on this, prove me wrong, point to a page in history where it's better. And if that doesn't work for you, point to another picture of a map. Anywhere in the world, I'll let you point anywhere in the world. You show me one place that's better than where we have it today. Mm. You will not find it. And so what I get to do is to remind people that their life is far from perfect, but the foundation is firm and the best days are in front of us. Let's go get it together. We need that, don't we? We need somebody sometimes to shake us and say, quit worrying about the likes or the next hit to our insecurities and look at how great we have it. I need that. You well, they, know, they, that's they what you're doing the today. Name grandma and grandpa. Yeah. You know, like grandparents <laughs> have this way of seeing life through the wisdom of the ages. And uh, we've lost a little bit of that gift. A pretty good year, unless you're only following media. And yeah, in media, Harvard right. Business Review just published the story that 94% of news stories were negative last year. <sighs> and so I just would encourage people to occasionally t- turn away from the headlines, turn away even from great podcasts like Paul's, walk outside <laughs> And look at it through your own lens, and you will see a, a world that is not perfect, but, man, it is good. Uh, it is good. And talk to somebody who probably falls into some identity politic that you aren't in, but see how generous they are or how human they are. And I, that you're right. Going outside, you don't see that if you just watch the news. Especially if you're only watching your version of the news. Oh, my gosh. We, that's we another podcast. You're right. spreading ourselves to learn the best of those around us. In fact, I think we need to know our values and our beliefs enough to purposely tune into those we disagree with Mm. and intentionally have conversations lovingly with those we disagree with, not to respond and counterpunch to give a black eye to, but to learn from actually. And I think in learning from them, something wild is going to happen. They're going to want to learn from you too. Mm. And that's when we start seeing progress on the stuff that matters. So important. And that's not happening enough, but to hear the opposite or what's going on, it is, there's. It's a bigger world than we know. That's a fact. Amy, who is wonderful, who works with you, said there's a new And it's about rediscovering your childlike wonder to unleash inspiration, meaning, and joy. And the the origin story of this book is I would partner with these wonderful organizations, Fortune 100 organizations, speak to these wonderful adults, ask them questions, and very few hands would pop up. (laughs) And then when I was out of town for fun, we'd speak to kids. And I would walk into these little classrooms and ask them questions, and every hand would rise. And I would have them turn to their groups and they would interact as if there were no ego issues. There were no things that they disagreed with politically or racially or anything else. They would just get along. And I wondered, what is it about children that allow them to skip down the hallway, to laugh as frequently as they do, to smile as broadly, to play along, to participate, to soak the marrow out of life like they do naturally that we begin to lose as we graduate yes. and get jobs and deal with the misery monotony of each day. What, what happens? And so wow. I've, I've unpacked five senses that children have that we've lost sight of and worked to figure out a way to, that, that we together can return to these five beautiful senses. Watch your kids, watch your grandbabies, watch your nephew. They are in awe of the day. And watch what happens when we return to that. It will make your work better. It will make your marriages better. It will make your singleness meaningful. Like it's going to make life good. 
And so I'm excited to begin an entire movement around living in awe. A movement, man, not just a book. That, I can really book. see it's that. It's a starting point. Wow. Uh, just like the book is the beginning, I, I say this podcast with John O'Leary is just the beginning. I hope you'll come back. I look forward to it already, man. So thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> I'll take some of that. I love impossible to answer trivia questions that are obvious right in front of your face. Here's one. We'll give you the answer in just a second. Name for me a leading man in network television every year for the last 23 years, but one year. Hour-long shows, no sitcom, no cable or streaming, the big ones. It should be easy, but it's not. On to my chat with Lance Hildebrand. Keep talking, talk now. Talk now. Hey, Lance. Oh, should I stop? Thanks. No. Thank you for introducing the podcast, doing your professional voice work of Life After Lemons. Life After Lemons with Paul Cook. The podcast. We've had a lot of crazy adventures. We have. I mean, I guess you and I met, wow, is it over 20 years ago? Yes. Yeah, yeah over 20 yes. years ago. I was doing nights. Mm-hmm. It was all about romance each weeknight on Y98, something called After Hours. Yep. I'm going here because I want to talk about something we went a little over the top on and it's current because because there are good chances there will be a reboot. According to Fox Television Group Chairman CEO Gary Newman, new Buffy the Vampire Slayer coming out. Yeah, and honestly, I watched when it first came on, and I watched the first couple episodes. This is the WBTV series, not the movie. And thought, eh. And then I kind of lost interest in it. Mm-hmm. And Paul was the guy who told me when season two came along, he's like, no, you got to watch season two. It's fantastic. It's like, ah, Paul, I gave up on that show. No, <laughs> it's, the writing is unbelievable. <laughs> so the reruns were coming up during the summertime. And so I took Paul up on it and it changed my Tuesday nights, quite frankly. I know that sounds weird. Yes. But yeah, it became it became such a thing for me that my Tuesday night ritual was um, Buffy came on Tuesday nights at 7. Mm-hmm. I had a final traffic report at like 6.15, something like mm-hmm. that. I would jump in my car. I would drive really fast to the closest Popeye's chicken every Tuesday. <laughs> and I would get, true story, I would get uh, like a three-piece Meal, mild. Pre-Popeye oh, yeah, sandwich. Before even... the Popeye sandwich. Yes. Mashed potatoes, red beans, and rice. Mm. Race home. Try to get there by 7. If the drive-thru was crowded and I was late getting home, boy, was I agitated. Oh, boy, you missed the whole beginning. Maybe. And then there's some fantastic writing if you go back and watch Great season point. two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, and, and emotionally, I think that's what happened. It locked us in. We yeah. loved the writing and hadn't heard anything like that before until that point, especially not from younger skewing show. But emotionally, it locked us in. And. And I watched the season finale of season two mm-hmm. with Angel, Evil mm-hmm. Angel, and all that. Be careful, right. don't. Spoiler right. alert. I watched that. <laughs> 20 year old, spoiler. 20 plus years later, spoiler alert. <laughs> but I watched that like four times throughout that summer and got emotional watching. I know that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't sound crazy because, again, it speaks to, and you're, like, for instance, my wife did not watch that show. And I've tried to. You know, because she knows I like it, and she'll try and watch a few episodes, and she's not a big fan of the Sarah Michelle Gellar. Doesn't think she's a really good actress. Well, Libby's an acting coach. So she has trouble with that. But I'm going to tell you, what the allure of that is, is the writing. You know, we used to, Paul and I used to grab sound bites. Mm. 
on the radio. <laughs> Sound bites are legal li- with permission. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course, always. Passion. How about the stars that were born from that? Yeah. Well, you got Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. You have got um, Angel, mm-hmm. who has been on TV longer than anyone recently. Fantastic. David Boreanaz. Fantastic point, because I bring this up all the time. You talk about a guy who's had a stellar career. David Boreanaz came on television, network TV, in 1997 on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's been on network television every year since, except one. Wow. It was one season, so he's on Buffy, spins off onto Angel. Angel, Angel gets canceled, he takes a year off, he comes back, he does Bones, and then he's doing SEAL Team now. So from 1997 to now, he's Starring. been on television every year except one. Oh that's my a gosh. good career, man. Oh, that that's an amazing career. career that no one, many people wouldn't recall, maybe yeah. insiders, but he's a great trivia question. Yeah, that guy has worked steadily for a Almost a quarter of a century. Great stars there, but maybe the biggest behind the camera director, writer, uh, Joss Whedon. What do they call it? The Joss verse? Jossverse was uh, just this witty banter, and then boom, the thrown Joss into universe. an Avengers oh, the, movie. The Buffy verse. On YouTube, by the way, old Buffy's. Also, people go and see them at Comic Cons. Everywhere there's Comic Con, there is Angel Buffy Spike. I mean, so. Yes. Well, I didn't think we'd talk about. Buffy in our first chat, but you're no. going to be on every podcast. We covered some ground. I, you know, and I worked in a Popeye's chicken reference, so I'm happy. I feel good too, and maybe they'll send us some free Popeye's chicken sandwiches. <laughs> You'll have to ask me one time about my favorite time sitting in the drive-through at Popeye's <laughs> when I was looking at my watch, thinking, "Come on, man, the show's going to start," and uh, it was too darn long. Oh my gosh! And you know, VHS, I would tape it right? and. Felicity, believe it or not, Felicity. and watch it back after oh, our Wednesday WB. meeting. The WB. BHS. Mm. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thanks, Paul. Maybe we'll be talking about a new episode or a new season of the new Buffy the Vampire Slayer soon. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Life After Lemons. It's not just about recovery, healing, and living clean. Life After Lemons is everything to me. And as I mentioned, fun, liveliness is a huge part of that. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast if you liked anything at all, because next time will be even better. We're just getting started. Thanks again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.